Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. We send this anointing of healing to you at home. We break every curse of sickness. We bind the devil from operating in your home, in your family, in your life, over your loved ones, in Jesus' name. And we declare over your life healing and health to your flesh, spirit, soul, and body. We loosen God's power into your life. What a good God. What a good God. Is there anybody left? If you didn't get a touch of that anointing oil, a prayer of faith's been prayed over you. Was it the anointing oil or the prayer of faith? According to your faith, be it unto you. When I return, will I find faith on the earth? Don't underestimate faith. That's our weapon, the shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Shadabakoyama. Yep, just a few more. Enrique, God is touching your life today. It's our neighbor needing a miracle. We love you. I think this was a divine appointment for you, divine destiny that I'd be preaching on healing the day that my neighbor comes to church for the first time and he needs a miracle in his body. Thank the Lord that's manifesting. We wrapping it up, team. Is that it? Everybody, one more. Do we got one more? Do we even get two more? Yep. There's the oil right there, Brother Mitch. Delegated authority. Believers lay hands on the sick. Call for the elders of the church. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Delegated authority. Glory to God. (laughs) Man. Is there anybody here that would raise their hand and say, "When, when we prayed, when I got anointed with oil, I felt God move in my life. Anybody raise their hand and say, yes, I felt God move on my life. I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. Anybody up that hand, 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 up there, that hand, that hand, that hand. God is moving, He's a good God, and He's our great physician, Jehovah Rophe. Amen. The Lord God, our healer. Well, let's give God a big hand clap of praise. 
conceal it in praise. At home, we just bless you at home and seal it with praise for you in Portland, around America, in Israel, and around the world. Amen. And give a hand clap to the praise and worship team, ministers of the gospel, faithful people. Praise God. Thanks, Pastor Brandon. Thank you all the pastors, Pastor Luke, the team, Pastor Wanderson, Pastor Lydia, some of our elders and deacons. Amen. Amen. How many of you know today that we've been delegated God's authority over every sickness and disease? Amen. When Lydia and I gave our lives to the Lord back in 1984, man, it feels like far. God planted us in a Word of Faith church, a full gospel church. We were a Bible-believing church, a devil-stomping church, an overcoming sickness, disease, sin, and poverty kind of church. Amen. We were, back then and to this very day, a Word-loving church. Amen. And uh, we even jumped a few pews along the way. was anything but traditional. The first time I walked into the church, uh, a friend of ours who became a friend of ours, Brother Ron Bodie, uh, uh, he was praying in tongues. I didn't know him. I'm wondering, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) Power of God was moving. And heard that sermon, Five Reasons God Wants You Healed, Man, that ministered to me. And at the altar call at the end, man, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, pledged my heart to the Lamb of God, and got filled with the Holy Ghost, began to pray in tongues. And man, it came out of me like a river of living water. We never turned back. All these many years later. Amen. So with all due respect, yeah, we're a name it and claim it group. We're a blab it and grab it group, okay, if you want to say it that way. Uh, But we're a spiritual warfare group, right? We don't believe in bowing down, backing down, falling down uh, 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 under the power of the devil. We believe being moved by the power of the living God so that we can live out the scriptures as overcomers, more than conquerors. And some of that need a little fight in you. Pastor Larry, Golden Gloves champ. Did you know that? Our pastor's a Golden Gloves. He trained uh, partly in uh, the same gym that Sonny Liston trained in. He showed me that when we went to St. Louis, went right up them steps, Scotty. That's where we trained. And then he went into the Golden Gloves and was knocking people out left and right. Later on, he got saved, and now he's knocking out the devil left and right. And so are you. Amen. So from the very beginning, uh, God's word is true. Right? We didn't know all the scriptures and all what we went through, had no knowledge of all of that. But along the way, it was a learning process, and we're still learning to this day what our covenant contains. When you got born again and made Jesus the Lord of your life, you came into covenant. Say that word, covenant. Covenant. And thank God, God's responsible for most of that covenant. Covenant. 
But he did delegate some things to you and I. And this is where we find ourselves in church is a lot of people have never been trained. There's work to do. In fact, there's a message going on right now that if you try to do anything, you're negating God's grace. I beg to differ with that. That's a man-made doctrine. Right? Otherwise, believers wouldn't be told to lay hands on the sick. That's delegated authority. You and I as believers have spiritual authority over sickness, sin, and poverty, and everything else. And it's about time we started living that way. Instead of always being back on your heels, one step forward, five steps back, let's go advancing. We don't have retreats at New Beginnings. We have advances. If we're going to get together, we're not retreating. We're advancing. Anybody feel like advancing today? One of my favorite scriptures from early on was in Matthew 16, 18. Still love it to this day. Do we have that? Yep, yeah, there it is. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, hell, will not prevail against it. Uh, breaking Christian news, the church isn't a building. <laughs> okay. Did you get fooled on that one? I thought the church was a building. No, you're the church. I'm the church. We're the church. And Jesus, our Lord and Savior, said that he will build your life in such a way that the devil, powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, any evil, any sickness will not prevail. Someone say it will not prevail. prevail. Amen. Amen. Through Jesus, we've been made a prevailing people. But why aren't more people prevailing? Because they don't have enough word power. If your word level is low, your faith level is low. That's why the Bible's done a great job of taking the, uh, uh, the devil's done a great job of taking the Bible out of church. We don't read scriptures anymore. Takes too much time and it's not visitor friendly. (laughs) That sounds just like the devil's game plan. Did you know you have resurrection power inside of you? Did you know the scripture says that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you and will cause your mortal body to come alive? I likes that. I likes it a lot. How many of you know today that through Jesus you can do all things? Nothing shall be impossible to those that believe. And through him, we have delegated authority. All of his authority, all the authority of heaven has been delegated to the church. That's why we're prevailing people. Turn and tell somebody we are a prevailing people. But it's not enough simply to believe that, okay? 
This is where we become an audience instead of an army. The church has become an audience instead of an army. Right? It's already quarter after 11 and we're already wondering, uh, when can I get discharged? (laughs) Back in the day, anybody been back in the day? Back in the day, we had two and a half hour services in the morning. Then we had came back that night, had early had had a, a membership class at five o'clock, and then had evening service on Sunday, and then came back on Wednesday, and probably did something on Saturday and Thursday too. And now one hour is too much. Is it too much? I can't hear you. (laughs) All right. It's not simply good enough to believe. The devils believe, the Bible says. They have the good enough sense to tremble, the Bible says, in the book of James. So the devils believe, so we got to do something more than believe. We've got not only to be hearers, but doers. And when you have delegated authority, you got to do something with it. Okay? You're responsible for that. Now that you're in God's kingdom, you're expected to learn how to apply this authority into your life. Hard to do that one hour a week. Can't, can't get to it. If you just sent your uh, elementary kid to school for one hour a week, how long do you think it's going to take until they can graduate proficiently in all the different subjects? Like never. All right. Connect the dot. Look at Mark 13. Did you have your Bible? Mark 13, 34. Do we have that? Yep. Good job, guys. Jesus is talking here and he says the kingdom of God is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave what? Gave what? Authority to his servants and to each his work. The authority was for the work. Amen? And commanded the doorkeeper to keep watch. So here you can see, this is just one of many examples of authority being given to you. And it's given so you can fulfill a divine assignment. How good is God that he would care enough about you to give you a divine assignment? I don't know what my divine assignment is. Well, your first divine assignment, if today you're just kind of think of this through, your first assignment is understand that you have authority. Authority over sickness, authority over disease, authority to bind the devil, to loosen the spirit of God into your life, into your family, into your health, into your finances, your business, your ministry, whatever it is. You have that authority. Someone say, I have authority. authority. Amen. I thought it was just the pastor's job to have authority. No. It's all of our jobs. It's everybody's job. Here's the big picture of how this works. In Mark 16, in Mark 16, it says, And Jesus said to them, 
go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized. We have baptism today, right? Amen. Amen. Some of y'all need to get dunked again. You need a rebaptism. A rebaptism of fire, a rebaptism of hope, a rebaptism of faith, a rebaptism of dedication, commitment, and loyalty. Those are words that the church needs to say more. Amen. Amen. He who uh, believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Spirits of infirmity. Sometimes a spirit of infirmity has landed on you and you're fighting the wrong battle. And today we started fighting the right battle. A spiritual battle against spirits that have come to stop you from entering into God's best. And God said, I ain't having none of that. And New Beginning said, we ain't having none of that. And all the elders, all the pastors that praying for you every day of the week, we ain't having none of that. Be healed in Jesus' name. They will speak with new tongues. Get busy on that. Stop resisting. They will take up serpents. Don't start a snake handling ministry, please. Just means God is going to protect you when you encounter difficult things. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. Pastor Luke talked about that, praying that over baby lion when they were putting that chemo and stuff into his that no deadly thing will hurt my son in the name and by the blood of Jesus. All right. Why do you get so excited about all that when you say that, Scott? I'll show you here in just a minute. And they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover, right? That's not Jesus' job anymore. He's delegated that authority to who? Us, the church, the people of God. And he will build you in such a way that you will prevail. Amen? But you got to stay with it. You got to learn the word. He delegated this spiritual authority so that signs and wonders and miracles could be common. But so many people are just waiting. Well, when's the pastor going to do something? Here's something you can do, pastor. No, you do it. You visit the hospital. You call somebody and speak the word over their life. You go visit somebody with a bag of groceries and break the curse of poverty. You get involved. Say, say amen. amen. Are you with me? Amen. I'm not chewing you out. Amen. amen. The concept behind all of this is in Matthew eleven twelve. Turn turn your Bible to Matthew eleven twelve. And from the days of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The violent take it by force. The Amplified translates this as that uh, the violent will have a share in the heavenly kingdom because they seek it with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. 
Are you intensely exerting yourself with your faith? I got a little holy murmur from this side, got nothing over here. Are you intensely exerting your faith? Amen. Amen. Once you realize God has delegated you authority, then you don't become passive, you become proactive. Right? When the devil attacks, you resist. You just don't cave. Right? And so the concept behind this is that uh, there's times in the kingdom of God where we need to get more assertive more aggressive. That doesn't mean that you physically or verbally attack somebody. We're not battling against flesh and blood, but your attitude, can we talk about attitude? How your attitude determines your altitude. That sometimes you will not be dissuaded. You will not be denied. My attitude is, if God said it, I'm going to have that manifest in my life. End of story. Well, I tried that, and then by five it didn't happen, so I quit. Ask Pastor Luke how many battles he fought along the way Ask Pastor Tiz how many battles she fought and they fought along the way until the healing was finally manifested in full for everyone to see. Took some time. But they, they were violent about it. Right? The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it, the NIV says. Another scripture in James 5, 16, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. We just did that. We use that delegated authority to manifest healing in your life. And then look what it says. The effective, fervent prayers of righteous men and women get results. Availeth much. See, the timing of many miracle breakthroughs, your victory, does anybody here need another victory? Or you got all the victory you need? You don't need no more. Anybody need more victory? All right. It usually comes on the heels of intense exertion in prayer. Some things don't come out except through intense prayer and fasting. Who said that? Oh, Jesus said that. Our challenge here at New Beginnings is to inspire you in such a way to begin to use your authority. You don't have to wait until the next traveling evangelist comes to town. Yes, he or she may have authority, but so do you. Say, I have authority. Now begin to enforce it, right? Are we good with that? Jesus taught his disciples about prayer in a parable in Luke 18. Uh, It's called uh, the parable of the unjust judge. You can read about it. And in this parable, the widow comes before the judge uh, looking for relief from her adversary. 
And she keeps pestering the judge day and night. See, sometimes we get the wrong uh, uh, idea that if we pray more than one time over something, that it's a sign of a lack of faith. You pray one time and then you spend the rest of the time thanking God for the manifestation. And this woman's pestering. Day and night, I'm pestering the judge until he gives in to my demands. He doesn't give in to the demands, this unjust judge, because he cares about her. Just doesn't want to be bothered anymore. So I'll give you what you want. A lot of times the devil will keep attacking until you rise up with intense exertion in prayer and say enough is enough. In the name and by the blood, I bind you, devil. I cast you out in the name of Jesus and I release healing. I release wholeness. I release the blessing of God. Now you can do it quietly if you want. But sometimes you need to have that righteous indignation rise up within you. It's interesting that Jesus ends the story of this parable by saying, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Will I find faith? Amen? Do you have faith? God's going to grow that faith. More word, more faith. When your word level is high, your faith level is high. So thank you for coming to church and watching by stream. All right. Praise God. Okay, ushers lock the doors. No one leaves. There's a story of a farmer... who found an eagle's egg and he brought the eagle's egg home to the chicken coop. And when the egg finally hatched, the young eagle only saw chickens. So he didn't know he was an eagle. He thought he was a chicken. And he ended up mimicking the chickens. He scratched and pecked and flew short distances because he believed he was a chicken. So he acted like a chicken. And many believers, nobody here, the guy you know, you know, somewhere else, live the same way. They're trapped in a chicken mentality. You are an eagle meant to soar high above powers and principalities, every work of darkness. You have a strength. You have an anointing. You have the power of God, the authority of God. You are an eagle. Stop acting like a chicken. Don't be that guy. Go to church, understand the basics but that's where it stops. Do you know there's so many more great victories out in your future? Did you know you are are ordained to do great exploits for the Lord? You have a divine assignment, a divine purpose. Prosperity is coming your way. Peace is coming your way. Wholeness in your spirit, soul, and body is in you even now as I preach. 
And if you'll learn how to use that authority, the devil can never steal it. Never dupe you into bowing down, backing down, and slowing down. So as we close today, I want to give you three absolute Bible facts about your authority as a believer. I've got to go through these real quick. But the first thing is, and we know this, Jesus secured our power and authority. How can you say all that kind of stuff, Pastor? Because I know what Jesus did. He came from heaven to earth. He died on a cross. He took our sins. He broke every curse. He defeated the power of the devil. And now he says, here, here are the keys to the kingdom. Take them and do your business and work for the Lord. That's what Matthew 18 talks about. Do we have that scripture, guys? Matthew 8, 28, 18. Jesus came and spoke to his disciples saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for trusting us with your power and authority. We could get into more of this, but that's the first and uh, probably the key revelation. Jesus paid the price for you to walk in power and authority. Amen. 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 Number two, absolute fact. God's authority has been delegated to every believer. Every believer. Even if you feel like you're a 98-pound weakling, Look at Luke 9, delegated authority. Luke 9, verse 1, he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. Wow. Sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That's a key part of the covenant. It's a covenant of healing. You help people find their healing, and you made a friend for life. Amen. Amen. Look at Luke 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others. Jump down to verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. (laughs) Stop hanging around people that are always talking about what the devil's doing and start hitting back with stuff like this. No, you got it all wrong, Mrs. Tinkling Symbol. I saw Satan fall like lightning. He hit the ground so fast, it was faster than grease lightning. And here's the delegated part. Verse 19, behold, I give you the authority 
to trample on serpents and scorpions, every devil, every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of poverty, any devil that's trying to block your blessing. You trample on that. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you. Say that with me. The spirits are subject to me. Oh, the devil. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so we could go on with that. But the main thing, it's been delegated to Y-O-U. Number three, we can and must use this authority in our fight of faith. If you read Ephesians 6, we don't have time now. We're, We're past time. The clock is broken. Oh, good. We're now on mountain time. Paul describes the armor of God that every believer has access to. And the interesting thing is you keep coming up. When's Jesus going to do something? In Ephesians 6, you keep coming up. You be strong in the Lord. All right? You put on the whole armor of God so you can stand your ground against Satan. You put on the belt of truth. You put on the breastplate of righteousness. You put on the gospel shoes of peace. You take the shield of faith. You take the helmet of salvation. You take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and you begin to pray always with all manner of prayer at all times. You do that. Someone say, I will. Amen. This is telling us that God has delegated that authority to you. So submit to him. James 4, 7, submit to him, submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and what happens? What's the the first rule in resisting the devil? Submit to God. Then Then it all becomes so easy. I'm submitted to God. I'm not playing games. I'm not here to play church. I'm not, you know, uh, uh, you know, just putting in my time clock. And I, I did my 60 minutes. What more do you want, God? Submit to God with your whole life. Surrender to the Lord with your whole life. And then resisting the devil is a no-brainer. It's just easy. Amen? Are you ready to take responsibility for that? Use the R word. Responsible. Response able. Responsible. Response able. God wants to make you response able. 
when the devil comes in like a flood, you are response-able. When the devil tries to attack you, you uh, go into response-able mode. I'm going to take responsibility to use my spiritual authority to bind and rebuke the devil, and I'll do it as long as it takes. Well, how long do I got to do it? As long as it takes. Some people, it'll happen quicker. Why? Because their word level is high. And there's other things and other dynamics involved. So you can't just say one size fits all. But we're in it to win it, folks. Are you in it to win it? You just do what it takes. Whether it takes an hour, a minute, an hour, a month, a year, you just do what it takes. Let me read this prayer as we end today's service. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul is praying for people and he writes this down in his letter to the church at Ephesus. And in verse 19, he says and prays, and I pray this over you today. So receive this in a prayerful mood. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. The incredible greatness of God's power. God's power and the devil's power isn't neck and neck. That's a deception. Well, ain't no... He has incredibly great power for those who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Wow. Picture that. Picture your Lord Jesus sitting in heaven at the right hand of God the Father ruling and reigning, knowing that in his name every demon has to flee. Now he is far above any ruler, verse 21, or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Did you get that? Jesus is the head of everything. You are the body. And so the right place for the devil is under your feet. Under. I'm under the circumstances. No, you're not. The devil is under your feet. Every circumstance, every medical report, every, every banking report, every legal report, every negative report is under your feet in the name and by the blood. Enforce that. Enforce that. Enforce that. Declare that in the name, by the blood, through the word. You are under my feet, devil. 
The church is his body. Verse 23, it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Wow. That's our position. We have delegated authority. The power and authority of God has been given to you. Now what are you going to do with it? I'm going to go out there and rock that devil's world. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. With some intense exertion, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. The effective, fervent prayers of righteous men and women availeth much. They get results. Are you with me? Do you love the Lord this morning? Do you know that you have delegated authority? Are you convinced? Amen. Bow your hearts. Let's seal this in prayer. You at home, bow your hearts. Father, thank you so much that sin, sickness, death, and the devil have no dominion over me, over us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, by your power you have defeated the devil and even the power of death and the keys of life and death are in your hands and you have given those keys to all of us, the church. You have made us a prevailing people, an overcoming people, that we know we can overcome all things and do all things and nothing will be impossible for us. Fill us with that faith, with that vision, with that confidence that we have the life of God and resurrection power living in us. I declare today that my sins are forgiven, that I am set free from every fear, every doubt, every sickness, every disease, anything that is contrary to the word of God we bind and rebuke that and cast that out of our lives in Jesus' mighty name. We declare we are totally healed. We are totally whole, spirit, soul, and body. We release that power, that dominion, that authority in our families. There's loved ones in your family, nieces, nephews, cousins, aunts, uncles, whoever. You're the only one that can pray and set them free. There's no one else praying for them. No one else is standing in the gap for them. You have heard a revelation. You have received a revelation. And that revelation will help that person that's in the snare of the devil. There's no one else. They can call. They don't know what to do. And if you'll rise up in the power, dominion, and authority that you have in Jesus Christ, you might not feel like it. You might feel like a 98-pound weakling. But a 98-pound weakling with the power of God can defeat all powers and principalities. You can have faith the size of a mustard seed and move mountains. And so, Father, thank you for delegating this authority into our lives. 
and we'll be sure to use it to be a blessing to others and to help change the world. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus our Messiah, amen, amen, amen. Come on, amen.